magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jeremy. What's up, Jerry? Oh, you know, just recording in my car with all my belongings <laughs> piled up on all the seats around me. Uh, if you hear the, if you hear police sirens, it's because my neighbors called the cops. Jerry's now homeless, which is good. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a sudden and sharp demise, Pat, <laughs> from a bed of tarmogoyfs to living in a car. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, as always, uh, we are brought to you every Friday by HipstersOfTheCoast.com. You can check out Hipsters of the Coast for awesome legacy content. Uh, they have Commander stuff. They have Draft stuff. Um, you can just find a bunch of awesome things there. So definitely check out HipstersOfTheCoast.com. And if you want to support the show, you can visit Patreon.com slash LeavingALegacy. Uh, you know, even a dollar an episode helps us out a ton. It helps us bring you more content. It uh, helps just fund the show and all the expenses that incur, uh, which is actually something I never expected a podcast to incur any expenses, but it certainly does. Um, so that can help offset a lot of that. Um, and uh, we have awesome things. We have stickers, which I have a stack of them right here. Sent out a bunch this week. I don't know if you can see them in the camera. Uh, we also have play mats um, and a bunch more stuff. So, uh, like I said, check it out. The link is in the show notes. So this week, uh, the first thing we want to do is do our first play mat giveaway. Um, and we'll probably end, end up stopping the stream right after that because we're just trying to give away the playmat so people can see the video as well. Um, but we have the uh, Jerry Me Leaving Alexi playmat that we're going to be giving away, right, Jerry? Oh, yeah, personal playmat. Don't worry, uh, no wins have ever occurred on that playmat. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, losses, so it's good. It's, all right, awesome. It's like brand new. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, I'm going to highlight this whole list here. I know, Jerry, you're not watching this, but just trust me, that's what I'm doing. Yep. I'm going to copy that, and I'm going to just put it in the randomizer. Yep. And, and this, we... is all, this is all going to the Steve Beats Cancer Fund. Yeah, so we, and we had uh, 75 spots on this raffle. It, it, would eventually, it would eventually sold, which is awesome. Uh, so we raised a bunch of money with that. And with the other playmats that have been donated to the cast, we uh, raffled those away as well. And I think we're going to be over the... I mean, I think we're probably close to three hundred dollars overall, which is, which I think is just outstanding. I'm really, really proud of yeah. that. So, we have we have more play mats to raffle off as well. I know yeah. Tom Smiley and uh, Adam Wallace donated some mats. Um, I just have not been able to raffle them because I am in a car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've been pretty, and plus we've been pretty busy. So, um, but we will we will raffle those off, and obviously that money will go to a great cause. So, um, so what we'll do is I'm going to roll two virtual dice from random.org. Uh, it's going to give us a number. We'll use that number, and whatever number it gives us, that's the amount of times we're going to randomize the list. And uh, whoever's name is at the top of the list upon the final randomization of said list will be the winner of our playmat giveaway. So let's roll our two dice here. It gives us a five. That's like I feel like that's a good number. Like one time we had to only roll a two or a three. Three randomizations doesn't seem like much. Uh, so a five, I feel, is like a, a good number there. We're also not having to do it like 11 times, which is nice. This this feels like a logical fallacy, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the number is five, indeed. So we're going to go ahead and randomize it now. That's one. Oh, I'm sorry. That is not randomized. That is the list. Uh, or is that? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I'm 
That is You're fucking up, Pat. That is the first fucking randomization. Up. I apologize. That is the first randomization. Let's do it again. <laughs> Two, three, four, and we're gonna do it one more time for five. Come on. I just want to say, Pat, from someone who can only hear what you're doing, this is riveting podcast material. <laughs> and uh, the top of our list is Joe Donnelly. Yeah. So congrats, congrats, Joe. congrats to Joe Donnelly. Thank you so much for uh, for entering in the raffle. Um, shoot us your uh, your address in a, in a DM or on Twitter or whatever, and we'll get that playback out to you as soon as possible. Yep. If, uh, if you want us to sign it, we're happy to do that, too. Um, yeah. Congrats. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right, so I'm going to end the stream now. Uh, we're going to continue recording the episode, and we'll post that on uh, on Friday, obviously. But we'll end the stream now. Thanks, everyone. Anyone who tuned in, thanks for hanging out. Um, I don't know if anyone did because I didn't tell anyone that we were streaming it, but at least we have <laughs> video evidence of the raffle. <laughs> and we'll be streaming again. Um, I'll definitely stream again this week, and I'm hoping to stream uh, with Jerry again sometime next week. Uh, oh, yeah, we gotta, we got to get the pieces for Doomsday together. Oh yeah, that too. We got the Doomsday if, stream. If we if we don't get the Lions Eye Diamonds, I'm just gonna bite the bullet and buy them. Oh, you're you're a brave man. I I promise. I promise the people, and a promise is a promise. <laughs> All right, well, bye Twitch. We're gonna stop that stream now, and now let's get into the meat and potatoes of our episode this week. I guess um, we did want to talk about the Ixalan spoilers, but first let's get into Hascon. Let's talk a little bit about Hascon, right? Yeah, uh, this is the last episode before we go, am I correct? That's correct, yeah, this this episode will post on Friday, it will be the day, be- uh, I'm sorry, let me think, oh no, 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 there'll be, there'll be an episode next week, because Hascon's next week. Oh, uh, okay, yes, So, yes. yeah, so we'll, we'll have we'll an episode be, released right before Hascon. Yes, we'll be headed to Hascon the day before the next episode. Eh, just forget it, I can't keep everything straight. Yeah, well, it'll actually be the day after the next episode, but, you know. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, we have a pretty sweet guest lined up for next week as well. We do. You know what I was thinking? Like, if he ever wanted to actually do, like, a podcast with us forever, like, forever, we could make the, the podcast <laughs> called Me and You and You Glow. Like, that'd be pretty good. I think it would be better if we just cut the You Glow and we just make it Me and You. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is, like, that the, the Me and marketing. You podcast is, like, just, that is a great, great name for a podcast. <laughs> For, for those of you who have not figured it out, uh, we have been talking to the one and only Jarvis Yu, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully thank everything will work out next week. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you to our mutual fl- uh, mutual friend, Lawrence Harmon, who's a absolute badass and got us in touch with Jarvis, so... Um, that should be a really fun episode. I don't know 100% what we'll be talking about. Probably Eternal Extravaganza, Eternal Weekend efforts, um, the planes... I don't know, the pl- maybe the Planeswalker rule. We'll, we'll probably have some fun stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lands, Four Color Delver. Uh, he's into vintage, too, so yeah. I, I, I'm excited for next week. Awesome. Um, so we were talking about Hascon. Um, so we're going to be going there Saturday, and I think the only thing, after looking through all the magic stuff at least, the only thing I'm really interested in are the um, the uh, Iconic Masters Advanced Release, tra- uh, sorry, Sealed Events, uh, which are like 60 bucks to enter, so might play one or two or three of those, depending on... I'll definitely play one. <laughs> I'll absolutely play one, and if the set is terrible, I will absolutely not play another one. <laughs> but like, but I'll if, tell it's, you, if it's full of straight gas, you'll play like three or four. I'm telling you, man. I was sitting in bed last night thinking, like, man, what if I open a pack that's like Grizzlebrand, Sneak Attack, and like Volcanic <laughs> Island? And I'm like, oh, I think I'll just like, I'll like 
just take my pool. I'm not even going to play. I'll be like, I just like this whole... Like, I, that's all I want to see. I just want to see reserve list cards in there. That's what I want. I want to, like, go through my thing, have it look like a, like a real cube, and get to the last card, and it's, like, something off the road. Uh, yeah, I, I want that too, Pat. I want that too. Especially, there has been another... I mean, it feels like it's always going on, but this week in particular, there was another rash of just stupid reserve list cards spiking through the roof for oh no reason. God, yeah. Uh, I think it's basically come down to I'm just gonna start when I like go to stores and they have a a bit of bulk. Any card with the legend symbol, I'm just gonna buy regardless mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure uh, the EV of like a legends pack is is pretty much like guaranteed two hundred dollars <laughs> at this point. Like really? you could open literally anything and it's it's. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I just. I really don't like the reserve list. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that when I buy cards in Legacy, for the most part, because because so many of them are reserve list cards, like, I know pretty well that, like, nothing's going to happen to the value of my card. But honestly, I would happily trade that if it made the, the format healthier and, like, more accessible, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel we, we've kind of beat this subject like oh, yeah. it's a dead horse. I know, I know. I I know. Why do people? Why do people beat dead horses? That doesn't. Like, <laughs> why, why would you do that? It does seem pretty but, mean. <laughs> but I just wanted to bring it up because now I feel you know there was a time and a place for the reserve list, and now I feel it's getting to the point where the reserve list is creating this unnatural bubble, mm-hmm. and it's starting to you know cross the threshold where the reserve list is looking like it's doing more harm than good because these super inflated prices for cards that no one really wants uh you know no one's like playing with them there isn't any organic demand for these Mm -hmm. these cards you know this is bubble territory as it written all over it and when that bubble pops it's gonna drag everything down with it i agree yeah i think um i think for sure like it, it, it does it does create this like artificial inflation really because like the demand for these cards isn't that great it's just because the supply is so limited that they're expensive i don't know i i just think like you know, let them release, even if they're all white-bordered cards, which make them instantly less desirable, like, Alpha, <laughs> Beta, them, Alpha no. Beta and and uh, and Unlimited will always be super collectible, because they're going to be the first. Like, people yeah, like, yeah. that's why Tarmogoyf from, uh, what was it, um, Time, the, the Time-Shifted set, was it Time Spiral mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Future Sight, Future Sight. It's so valuable compared to the other printings of Tarmogoyf. They all do the exact same thing, they're the exact same card, but the Future Sight one is, is sought more because it's it's a more rare you know it's a rarer card it's a it's the first printing of pat it, there's a new standard now instead of printing them white border they would just print them with the Amonkhet masterpiece frame <laughs> and that would really protect the value of the alpha beta yeah, cards. i actually might just send them up <laughs> um so yeah so uh yeah I, I would be happy so anyway that's that's our plan is iconic masters we'll be doing some uh some sealed pools there and we also have like a little a little demo set up uh, an advanced demo set up for Magic the Gathering Arena, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, is Where, it is it Arena of the Planeswalkers or just nope. Arena? No, Arena of the Planeswalkers was the uh, board game. This is just right. Magic the Gathering Arena, which is confusing and <laughs> not well, not I good branding. All, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's probably just going to be another Duels of the Planeswalkers. I assume but so. Yeah, maybe maybe you were wrong, and we're going to get shown something super awesome. I doubt that it's anything that has to do with Magic Online. I think that they're going to keep that where it is. Um, yeah, no, but, I figure. But, I mean, it's like maybe it's something else, um, you know, either gives you more freedom with card selection or it's, like, a more interactive game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like hoping it's not Hearthstone just, like... Style, Hearthstone styling to it. Or, uh, I don't know. Perhaps not even, like, Hearthstone. Just, like, or... I'm thinking just, like, something different. 
Yeah. Like not not like Magic Candy Crush version or anything yeah, like that, yeah. but like maybe it's not even like Magic as we know it. Maybe that game, something... by the way, is fucking infuriating. That Magic, I played that game for like three weeks. And yeah, it how do you think me I'm colorblind? So I physically can't play it. Pat. How do you think <laughs> I feel? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that we'll, we'll see what it is, and I will certainly. I mean, I'm gonna bring my phone and I'll bring my. Uh, charger, and I will be posting many pictures, many videos uh, over the course of the day. I don't think I'm. I may go Sunday, depending on how Saturday goes. If if I'm really blown away by the by the set, I might go and draft again, or rather uh, do another sealed pool on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, but there's a chance that I'm just going to go play Legacy Sunday anyway. At uh, that's um, <laughs> so people who see Pat at that's Entertainment on Sunday, that'll let you know how good Iconic Masters right. is. Right. <laughs> if it's bad, if I'm if I'm playing if I'm playing uh, up in, in Worcester. It means that set was bad. Or maybe I just missed missed my friends up in Worcester. We'll see. Yeah, sure. Likely story. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, the, everything else on the ha- on the at least under the Magic brand on Saturday didn't really look too exciting to me. Like there's Chaos Booster Drafts, but you have to have a VIP ticket uh, for for those. There's like ten dollar drafts of Amonkhet and Hour Devastation, but I really don't have any interest in playing that. They are doing mag- They are doing uh, Commander Open Play, but again, I don't really have any interest in that. Uh, they have a Planeswalker deck league, a Learn to Play Magic, Anniversary Drafts. Again, none of these uh, seem like something that I want to Well, do. wait, is Anniversary Drafts different than Iconic Masters Drafts? Yeah, so the Anniversary Drafts, they're 15 bucks. Um, let's see. There are, yeah, it looks like, yeah, so they're $15. There's, there's three of them throughout the day on Saturday. It says, come celebrate Magic's anniversary at Hascon with special booster draft events all weekend long. Draft three packs, so blah, blah, draft three packs. Uh, it says the format is Chaos Draft. Oh, so it's probably like they have packs from throughout History of Magic. Yeah, but I'm sure it's... Um, I don't know... I mean, maybe get a Legends it. pack. I, I doubt it, because there is a T.O. putting on this event. Like an actual T.O. I, I don't know who it is. It's but... uh, Pastimes, I believe. Okay, so there, it's it's not going to be crazy value in there. They, they know I don't know, maybe, maybe Wizards secretly printed up a bunch of Alpha packs. Just oh to... <laughs> just put them in That's my what circle. I actually wonder. You know, what if that's like, all right, ready for tinfoil hat time, Pat? Sure. Put your, put your tinfoil hat. I think that Wizards, as an out, instead of, uh, you know, getting rid of the reserve list, Wizards prints a bunch of reserve list sets in secret and then sells them shadily on the secondary market <laughs> just saying oh we found this warehouse with all these boxes <laughs> this pallet of alpha just fell off the back of a truck it, we just found it in the basement we didn't know it was there that's amazing i like that i think that's I'm... absolutely never going to happen but i still love it <laughs> now nah, I'm, I'm gonna call up alex jones at Infowars, and i'm gonna say that there isn't any shadow government in the u.s government but there is definitely a shadow wizards of the coast oh my god <laughs> pumping out reserve list booster packs <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so yeah so that's that's the plan for hascon um again nothing like that really excites me i do i do want to see if i can get into the anniversary party it's vip only but i think like i think if we just walk in and act like we know what we're doing there we can just get in <laughs> just carry a clipboard and act like you know what you'll do, you're doing and yeah. people let you in anywhere yeah absolutely um so the other thing i wanted to discuss too we don't have to go on this too long but i thought it was worth mentioning was that um i know <clears throat> we did get passes to get into hascon thank you uh Hasbro and Co. Um, for getting us passes uh, because you know we're influencers, Jerry. I don't know if you know that, um, but uh, so we got we got passes to go in. But 
Had we not been able to get passes, Jerry, we weren't necessarily priced out of these tickets because you can get them on Groupon right now for about half off. Yeah, that that doesn't make me feel too great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the, the tickets were really overpriced to start. For a first-year convention, especially something as Nietzsche, you know, Hasbro has a lot, yeah. but I think, I think they were expecting their draw was a bit more than it really was. Yeah. And just kind of the reactions I was getting from other... Uh, players in the magic community that not knowing a whole lot about it it being its first year most conventions usually have a pretty rocky first year to start off with right um it it was kind of asking a lot to pay uh, ask people to pay you know multiple hundreds of dollars yeah in order to uh to go to this event i also feel like it's a little weird because the way that it's branded is hasbro's hascon family event 2017 with a performance by Flow Rider. I just don't yeah. know. Wait, I saw that. Why is Flow Rider there? I don't there's know. Like, there's also like New England Patriots and like David Ortiz. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, it's just like a weird this really weird amalgam of of things and like it's not it's not like like Comic Con. I feel like has like they have all these comics and movies and graphic novels and like every, video games. There's everything there. Pop culture is there, but like I don't think people are like. I'm a diehard Hasbro fan. You know what I mean? Like it's like conveniently, they... I love Hasbro and I also love Flo Rider and David Ortiz. They're <laughs> my three favorite things in the whole world. Yeah, I don't really get. I don't get Florida. Um, I'm not big into him. Um, uh, no, I like Flo Rider. I just don't really understand why he's at Oh Hasgon. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it bodes well for the event that they're. These are on Groupon two weeks out. Um, I mean, maybe they're just trying to top off their attendance. I don't know. But Well, the me, fact that – I mean, it's one thing if they're on Groupon for, for like, 15% off. Yeah. But they're on Groupon for 50% off. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little, well, the, yeah, so, yeah, the the adult single-day ticket. Yeah, you're right, 50% off. I mean, I still think, like, imagine if paying $60 for a single-day ticket to Hascon. I just don't think it has a drawing. Like, I don't think it has a draw there, you know? I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we go to Hascon and we're really blown away by it. That's what I hope. I hope we go to Hascon and we're like, wow, these guys nailed it out of the park. But I have a feeling if I go there, I'm going to be like, I'm trying to be trying to put together a steel deck. I'm going to get pegged with a fucking Nerf dart and I'll be pissed. <laughs> no, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's like a Nerf room. Where there is a Nerf it's room. Like, yeah, no, that's what I, I know. There's a Nerf room, but I'm hoping it's like a paintball arena and I can just light some poor kid up. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, I hope that I hope that the you know the writing is not on the wall necessarily with these things on Groupon. Um, but and but I am excited to go to Hascon. I, I do feel very grateful that we're we were given passes. I think uh, I I just don't think I would have attended having to spend sixty dollars to get in uh, just because I wanted to play a Magic event. Well, like, isn't isn't sixty dollars like the reduced rate too? No, that's that's re- no no that's thirty dollars is the reduced rate. Oh, uh, okay. That's a, a single a, a one day adult ticket. Gotcha. Um, you know, they did have, like, the $600 package that was, like, three days to the event and, like, uh, I don't know, a bunch, bunch of other stuff. It was insane. But, again, I, I just think, like, I don't think Hasbro has, like, the the brands that are there are just not that exciting to me. And I don't think, like, people are going to be really into My Little Pony and really into Nerf and really <laughs> yeah, into see. Magic the Gathering, you know? You say that, Pat, but there is a huge My Little Pony fan base. I don't know if you've oh, heard no, no, no. of Bronies. No, I, I, no, I get that Bronies are a thing, but what, no, what I'm saying is, is like when you go to a convention. If I go to if I go to Comic Con, I'm not going there because I really like The Walking Dead, and that's it. 
Like, I'm going to go there because I like The Walking Dead, and I like I like Halo, and I like Call of Duty, and I like all these comics, and uh, I, I really like, I don't know, Chris Hardwick, and he's going to be there, and I like, the, there's like, uh, the cast of the new Avengers movie is there doing a panel. Like, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that I'm into, but like, <laughs> I feel like the Venn diagram of players, of people who really like My Little Pony, and really like Nerf, and really like Magic the Gathering... There's probably very little overlap between those three in a Venn, di- in a Venn diagram. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe none, you know? <laughs> uh, I definitely know of some overlaps between Magic players and bronies. They sure, do exist. Sure. <laughs> I'm saying very little. I, I still, I still, I'm going to say maybe none as a hopeful, yeah. as a hopeful statement. It's, it's going to be an interesting mix of people because it's going to be like people there with their families bringing their kids because they're like, oh, it's a XYZ toy convention. Right, because they're, they're saying it's a family event. But, it, and again, just weird that they're saying it's like, I just don't think people are fans of Hasbro. I think they might like some of the things they do. Like, oh, cool, Transformers. I like Transformers. But I don't think they're going to be like, I like Transformers and, ooh, what's Magic the Gathering? Let's go figure this out. Like, I don't think those are things that appeal to the same person i mean it depends mark Wahlberg's gonna be there if mark Wahlberg's over there with optimus prime slinging magic products who knows uh i will tell you what i have a fucking excellent marky mark impression i'm not gonna do it on cast <laughs> because i do need to be extremely inebriated when it comes out but when i am let me tell you marky mark comes to the party my friend uh i can already tell we're getting an email uh sorry we have decided to rescind <laughs> your press pass uh mark Wahlberg as a restraining order against you it would not surprise me it would not surprise me so actually speaking of random guests know who i actually was excited to see on the list even though i have no idea why he's going to be there uh hold on let me go through the list can i guess yeah take a guess i think if you if you look at the list it'll it'll pop out i I just looked at the the list earlier so i see like big poppy on there i see stan lee which is cool i guess is this like a is it going to be peter cullen the voice of optimus prime and no, it was okay. Stan Lee. Oh, Stan Lee. Right past I, I don't, I don't, why, like, why, I don't, I don't like Stan, Stan Lee. Lee there? What has Stan Lee ever done? Well, I mean, Stan Lee is like, I went to go see Bob Dylan in concert, not because I particularly like Bob Dylan, but because he's Bob Dylan, and you have to be able to tell your grandkids that you went to a Bob Dylan concert. It's like Stan Lee. You know, he's getting old. He announced he's not doing any more East Coast conventions. You know, this year's his last round. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I get to, you know, check that item off the bucket list. I can say I saw Stanley. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't really like – I mean, I'm really – I'm kind of in really into uh, Candace Payne, a.k.a. Chewbacca Mom. I'm really excited for her to be there. <laughs> okay, what? Um, yeah. Do you know? Do you remember Chewbacca Mom from, like, I do. ten months it, ago? Is she, is she on the guest list? She is – she is uh, – she actually ranks above – our own Christine Sprankle and a bunch of Magic the Gathering artists. Like, on the hierarchy, as you go down, like, they start off with their winners, right? They have, like, Mark Wahlberg, Big Poppy, uh, they have uh, James White on there, Stan Lee, and then you scroll down, you get to Chewbacca Mom, and you scroll down a little further, then you get to someone like Christine Sprankle, who is, like, an artist and has brought Magic cosplay to the, like, to new heights that it has never been. Uh, and but before her is someone who wore a fucking Chewbacca mask in a Target parking lot, who's like ranked a little like in, in Hasbro's I mind is like a little higher than Christine Sprankle. And then below her are a bunch of magic artists who like had, like inclu- including Chris Ron and uh, Victor Adame Minguez, who've d- illustrated tons of art for Magic. Um, 
Oh, that's painful. And, th- and they're below Chewbacca Mom, so... Uh, I mean, I'm sorry to Christine Sprankle and all the magic artists. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's pretty... It's pretty... Uh, <laughs> and Mark and Mark Rosewater is also on the list, but he's just below Dude Perfect, who is like a bunch of guys who do trick shot videos on YouTube, which are so stupid. <laughs> there <laughs> are so like, many, like... I, well, I saw that there are so many just random YouTube celebrities. Yeah. It's like... Hasbro was like, all right, what are the YouTube celebrities that live in the tri-state area? And let's invite them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's so weird. Um, but anyway, uh, I, and I, I'm not trying to throw any shade to to any of the people. We're, we are so getting our press passes revoked. <laughs> I'm not trying. No, no. Honestly, honestly, Chewbacca mom, like, not impressed. Like, I don't think she. Like, I I don't know why she's there. Um, but I will say this is not. You What's know, she gonna not... talk about? Like, there's gonna be like a meet and greet, and people like for the for three days, people are gonna come up to her and just be like, "Oh, you're that person from that video who wore that mask, right?" Yeah. Okay. She's... Cool. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, Move I, along. I, I don't know. It's it's like what I mean. Whatever. Like, I get it. she's like a. It was like a you know her 50 minutes of fame. But I don't know, man. I just like when I see people who have like who have put so much of their soul, like their blood, sweat, and tears into into their art form, and then there's Chewbacca Mom like above them. It's just like there's no justice in this world, you know. Well, also, I'm surprised. So they put Christine Sprankle on there, which I would say, you know, she's definitely the most well known of the Magic cosplayers. Totally. But there are lots of other Magic cosplayers. I was seeing on Twitter all of them announcing that they got invited. Like I think uh, Vanessa Marn got one. Yes. Yep. Um, I, I I feel really bad. I can't remember the other cosplayers that are invited, but it's like they don't even get a mention on the guest list. Yeah, I don't. I, again, like I feel like I feel like Hasbro has um has uh, delegated a lot of the responsibilities of getting guests to this to other other like smaller PR firms. Um, and they are doing so. Like, there's a PR firm that's handling all the magic stuff, and so they're reaching out. So maybe like what they're working on is not like under Hasbro's umbrella of, like, what they consider really significant or whatever, or maybe it just hasn't been updated, so... There's a lot of moving parts here, and I, I get that about a con. Like, it's... It must be extremely overwhelming to put it all together, so... But anyway, for what it's worth, um, I'm super excited to see Christine there. I hope we got a chance to, to meet her. I, I I got a chance to see her in, in Vegas, but I haven't really got a chance to talk to her or introduce myself, so um, I'll try to get a, get a chance to do that as well. Um, and there's some really cool artists who are going to be there, and again, like you said, not everyone who's on this list is actually who's attending. There are more people, so it'll be... Yeah. Like, maybe Harrison Ford will just show up. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm just hoping he shows up. On shot first. <laughs> I'm going to make him say it. He's going to tell me to go fuck my... He's going to hear You're uh, a uh, I, I actually think the closer you get, I, I don't really think there's going to be much, if any, Star Wars stuff, just because I haven't really seen anything That's for it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they haven't... If there, if there was Star Wars stuff, they would have made a man. And I would have bought yeah. the $600 ticket. You know? <laughs> it's like right inside a life-size X-Wing. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll give oh me $1,000 right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you need my firstborn child? I have one. Um... All right, so the other thing we want to talk about, this is going to be probably a shorter episode again this week. Again, you're in the middle of moving. I am exhausted and slightly sick, so... Um, but we did want to talk about the uh, the spoilers that have come out for Ixalan, as well as uh, a rules change that is... I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be relevant in Legacy, but it's still something that's worth talking about, right? Yeah, let's go over the rules change first. Okay. So, I guess, first of all, just to even mention it, is they spoiled the new Jace, um... I also really liked what Wizards did. So Wizards basically came out and acknowledged the leak. Uh, I think everyone remembers uh, a couple months ago that yeah. there was the full foil sheets that were spoiled online. And yep. I think I think Wizards did a really good job of coming out and saying, 
hey, this was real. We're not changing the set, but it does change how we're going to do spoiler season. And I think they handled it really well. They said they're going, you know, more in depth into the card. So instead of just talking about the surface cards like they would normally do, mm-hmm. they're going in and talking about the art direction, how the cards were made, uh, you know, what what the thought process behind them was. So I'm really interested to see how this spoiler season shapes up with less new cards and more just in depth into cards that we already know. Um, so they did announce, like, the Planeswalker legend rule change. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the new Jace, Jace Cunning Castaway, uh, a.k.a. Stoner Jace, a.k.a. Fabulous Jace. I mean, uh, he, like, so he, he took, like, his original cloak. It looks like he's, like, gone all, uh, uh, what the fuck is that show where people sew shit? I can't remember. America's Next Top <laughs> Designer on it. Like, he's, like, he's... He's, he's, where people so shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, he's like, he's on an America's Next Top Designer. He's like, you know, he's got this off the shoulder kind of like vest going on. He's got earrings now, apparently. Like maybe the hood just covered up the earrings before. I don't know, but they seem pretty emo. Well, he, he's like, if he, you if you think about it story wise, Jace's mind has been melted because where we left off in Amonkhet with Jace. Was they were battling Nicol Bolas. You know, I got so into the the story podcast, the uh, Unspoken Realms. Yeah. Oh, I told you, isn't that great? Yeah, if no one's checked that out, definitely pop over to MTG Cast, listen to Unspoken Realms. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but he basically just reads all the magic stories in entertaining voices. It's like a little bedtime story. Yeah, it is. It is. Thanks to Unspoken Realms, I know that the Gatewatch went against Nicol Bolas. Nicol Bolas kick their asses and of course he, got he did. In, of course he did he's a dragon uh but it, apparently he like melted he like shattered jace's mind is how it was phrased and jace had to just like randomly teleport away planes walk away uh, in order to avoid dying oh no i like teleport better than pluck i think all I right go with that he, he teleported so what i'm thinking is in the story jace is like jace just has totally amnesia and he is probably he just burn like, out now is that what you're saying he had a bad I, trip I, I think he just, yeah, well, I mean, look at his face. <laughs> I was say, like, if you zoom in on Jason's face, like, he is, like, I guess maybe he's squinting into the sun, but he has already picked up the nickname Stoner Jace for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, hey, listen, I don't have a problem with earrings. I just think, like, you know, it just, now he's got earrings. Like, he's like, oh, man, I'm so burnt out. Like, I guess I just go get something pierced. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe he likes earrings, man. I like the earrings. I think they're a good fashion statement on him. Uh, they they, yeah, sure. they match his face tattoos. Yeah, yeah, sure. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, Fine. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> the card, the card is, is hot garbage, right? Like... Uh, I mean, it's not great, but it's not hot garbage. Well, I'm sorry. In le- legacy context, like, you don't have to play this card. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably not. So it's one blue-blue. So, I mean, one blue-blue for a Planeswalker with three loyalty, that's pretty much on par. Uh, that's kind of like... Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's like... That's I mean, like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's like the bar set by Lily on the Veil. Vale. Like, yeah. three casting costs, three loyalty, that's cool. Um, plus one... Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, this turn, draw a card, then discard a card. Right. So you to, close! You get to loot. You get to loot. <laughs> so close! But I mean, it's just like, really? They had to tack that on? It's like, there's so many qualifiers. It's only a plus one, and your creature has to do co- has to do combat damage to a, to player. a player. Yeah, so, like, player. so can we talk about why I don't like this card, like, right away? Is the plus, like, you always want some ability on, on the Planeswalker, to do like two things, you want it to increase its 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 loyalty 
counters, and you also want it to protect itself. And, like, that is a perfect example of a card not protecting Jace. Yeah. Of, of an ability not protecting Jace. He only has three loyalty. He doesn't have a lot of loyalty to begin with. Like, he's obviously going to be in a deck where you're going to be aggressive, because you're going to be attacking and dealing damage. And it doesn't seem like any of his other abilities go well in an aggressive deck. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in a yeah. blue control deck, like, Jace is not the card you want to be playing. True. 100%. Uh, his minus two is create a 2-2 two, two blue illusion creature with when this creature becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice it. What is that, Phantom Warrior? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah Phantom Bear. I mean, it's basically like, it, it's been in blue for a while, but it's these basically, blue gets these beaters with the condition of them being illusions, where if they right. get targeted, you automatically sacrifice them. Like, Phantasmal Image is one of the, That's the one more, most go. popular ones. Phantasmal yeah. Image, yeah. So, I mean, well, just that, that ability, minus two to make a 2-2 two, two, that also has a downside. Like Which puts Elspeth, him to one. It puts him to yeah, one loyalty. It puts him to one. Elspeth laughs at that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Elspeth is, like, plussing and making multiple yeah. creatures. Plus one, three one ones. Like, Elspeth was a fucking... I mean, again, it did cost six mana, but that was a beater of a card. Yeah. So, that's all... Yeah. Was it six Where or I, five? No, I'm going to have that. It was six. It was six. It was four and two white. Okay. But uh, what I actually think Jace might be interesting just as a combo piece is minus five, create two tokens that are copies of Jace cutting Castaway, except they are not legendary. So that, I think that, I don't, I want, it's almost a chicken and the egg. I wonder what came first, them deciding to change the legendary rule or them making this Jace and realizing that his ultimate doesn't work unless they do change the legendary rule. Yeah, I, I just, oh, I I don't see. What do so, you want two copies so, of this card? So, so real quick before we before we jump into kind of the legendary rule in it and it changing and making copies of it, the only reason why I might see have this see like some play, probably not legacy, but like maybe it'll show up in modern. Uh, will definitely show up in commander is with doubling season. It's a uh, win the game on the spot. So if you play doubling season. Play Jace Cunning Castaway. He yep. comes into play with six loyalty. Yep. He can ult right away. So he minus fives, creates two copies of himself. Yep. Those two copies come into play with six loyalty. Those two can ult right away. So you chain it. So you can basically make uh, infinite Jaces. Yep. And if it only made one copy, it it wouldn't be. It would just be whatever. Um, because you know, it, it you just have infinite Jaces. You're like, okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. But now, because it's making copies that aren't legendary, you use half of them to continue the chain, and you use the other half to make 2-2 blue illusion creatures. Uh, so, Jace plus doubling season equals infinite creatures. Well, yeah, that's that's assuming your opponent doesn't have, like, Cyclonic Rift or any number of sweepers. Hey, it's a two-card combo, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I think there's better two-card combos out there. But I mean, obviously, there are, yeah, the Channel show Fireball, tell, man. Yeah, Channel show, Fireball. Show and Tell Evercool, <laughs> Show and Tell Grizzle Brand. I think mean, there's a lot better, better two-card combos. I, I Just because there are better two-card combos doesn't mean people aren't going to play it. Of course you're going to play bad decks, Jay. Of course you're going to play yeah, bad decks. Yeah, like, I mean, some people play Natural Order into Crater Hoof Behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. Um, so, I, I mean, this is, the reason why I don't, I think flavorfully, I'm not a big fan of it, and only because I mean, they, oh, look, they're trying to make it so that the planeswalkers line up to like the creatures. Like we kind of talked about this before, where like you can have two Thalias out, which don't really, even though they're both legendary, they're technically different. Like they're Thalia in a different like point in time. 
I guess you can own two of them. Yeah, but uh, so this is what I hate. This flavor was like, we're we're supposed to be planeswalkers. We're not supposed to be fucking time travelers. Right. We're not right. just like plucking people from the time stream. So I really wish they would change it and just make it so that you can only have one of each legend. Like, it doesn't matter if you have Thalia, uh, you know, Heretic Healer or, you know, Thalia Guardian of the Three. But it's like, you know, you just have one. Right. Same but that, that's a, that's much more difficult to do because then you'd have to change like you'd have to change their their creature type to legendary creature Thalia, you know, which is no. weird. No, just in just in the rule book, just in the rule book, just like yeah, like, <laughs> like rule if one oh one oh twelve, don't be a douche. You know what we're trying to Fla- do. Here. Yeah, flavor matters in the <laughs> rules, guys. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I just mean, need a flavor judge. So the legendary thing does that change anything with any of the, like the popular uh, cards and legacy? Like, does it matter yes. if like does it matter if you can have Jace Vrin's Prodigy and Jace the Mind Sculptor? Um, I think it is going to mean that Jace Vrin's Prodigy is going to see more play uh, because a uh, pretty much only Reanimator was playing J- Jace Vrin's Prodigy just because if you were playing a Jace, you probably wanted Mind Sculptor. Sure. Now that you can run both, uh, I think we'll probably see more decks running both. I definitely know I had times mm-hmm. where I was debating running Jace or uh, Vrin's Prodigy or Mind Sculptor mm-hmm. and, you know, having to choose between the two. So I can see myself running both in a deck now. Yeah. Um, like, I might even try out Jace, Vrin's Prodigy, and Sneak and Show, which I hope it doesn't work because I don't want to buy foil Jace, Vrin's Prodigies. <laughs> Um, so I, I think, I think we will see more flavors of Planeswalkers show up. Like, uh, I think people are going to start playing Liliana of the Veil with Liliana, the last hope more. You think whereas so, bef- Yeah. I know a lot of people who really like the last hope and playing with Liliana, the last hope myself. I also like it. It's just, it's hard to justify playing it over Liliana of the Veil. But now that you can play both, I think there will be people who are playing, you know, Two copies of Liliana the Veil, one copy of The Last Hope. Uh, so, yeah. And then obviously, we're, I guarantee you, someone's showing up to an event the first day this is legal with Gideon Tribal.deck. Oh, where it's just like 20, 22 planes and then four copies of every Gideon ever printed. If that's the case, then you should be able to just, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I hope I don't have to see the Gideon, like, the fucking Gideon Soul Land deck terrible gideon stompy oh gideon stompy new new meta confirmed (laughs) (laughs) um Um, i kind of want to do elspeth stompy with just every copy of elspeth to make like 31 one soldier tokens a turn (laughs) wait is this new world called orozka or is it called ixalan ixalan why so what is orozka at the end of the Uh, well i mean ixalan is the set where do you see orozka at the end of the at the end of the article under Jason says Orozka awaits dinosaurs pirates merfolk vampires which none of which belong together by the way just no FYI, they all like, belong together none of them Speaking, belong, I mean pirates and what merfolk threw me yes. for a loop, what threw me for a loop is the vampires are white in this set so Same. I think there's gonna be some real yeah there's gonna be some real interesting flavor I already really like the flavor of this set I just like pirates and dinosaurs I actually like I, I think it's kind of fucking awesome, it's it's so, so cool it's, it's like it like the the dinosaur tribe feels like it has like a very mayan feel so i get this feeling of like you know european uh explorers make their way to okay not so the like european themed (laughs) no no i'm sorry i'm not talking about that i just see a green merfolk oh they spoiled a new merfolk no i'm just looking through the ixalan like the ixalan the the article we were just talking about 
Tishana's Wayfinder is 2 and a green for a 2-2 Merfolk Scout. When it enters the battlefield, you explore, so you get to reveal the top. I mean, it's not a great card, but it's just it's weird seeing a green Merfolk. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I'm glad you, inter- you interrupted my story. I, sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I like the flavor that it's just like European explorers coming to uh, like a new world and them like battling dinosaurs. And I just I'm already digging the flavor of this much more than I uh, was digging Amonkhet. I was oh, never the you biggest. Mean like they're, they're like the benevolent the benevolent explorers bringing their <laughs> bringing their way of life to the indigenous uh, the indigenous. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my god, Christopher Columbus the card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, PSA ends Christopher Columbus Day. <laughs> yeah, these bar- yeah, please, absolutely. Uh, but anyways, I, I just really like the flavor. I was never that big into Egyptian things. Yeah. Um, you know, it was never my favorite subject in school. I always liked kind of Wait, more Norse mythology. Like, does this mean like smallpox blankets going to be an artifact? Oh my god, no, they can't do that, Pat. That's that's not PC. You can't do <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, I, I can't put that in the cast. I apologize. I'm actually not... Native American. I'm like part Native American too. Yeah, my, oh, my really? Oh, really? great-grandmother was like, my great-grandmother was like 100% You're, uh, you're definitely Indian. leaving this in the cast so people can listen to you saying, it's okay, guys. It's okay, I'm one Cherokee. I can, I can totally say cool. that. My people can say that. It's all right. We can oh make jokes God. about smallpox. I do not associate with Pat. <laughs> Stay tuned for next episode when uh, social societal pressure has caused us to drop Pat in return for Jarvis U. Hey, we got into some <laughs> we got into some heat when we talked about Hararuya. Some people didn't like about what I said about that. Uh, everyone, please submit your applications for replacement <laughs> podcast host. Leaving legacy at hipstersofthecoast dot com. Email us. Leaving legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. Uh, I'm not saying it's funny to me. I'm saying that someone <laughs> who designed it was like, "This is." You're just funny. checking all the boxes. No, no, I'm that. just saying it's it's literally not funny to me. It makes me uncomfortable to say "haruya." Like it, it makes me feel like I'm making fun of somebody, and I don't want to be doing that. I'm saying that whoever made that is a son of a bitch, and I resent <laughs> that I have to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's move on. Let's hey, Ixalan <laughs> spoilers. So we talked about Jace. Jace is, Jace is all right. Uh, he's probably not going to see any play, but I can see him showing up in that janky uh, combo deck with... Can I, can I, I already forgot. The what's card? the green card? What's the green card that doubled? Doubling season. Doubling season. Can I tell you the card that I'm really... Uh, I'm not really excited for, but I think is super cool because I love the flavor of it, is Treasure Map. Yeah. Uh, so, Treasure Map's a, fl- a flip card, and it's an artifact for for two, and it has the ability, uh, pay one, tap, scry one, and you put a landmark counter on Treasure Map, and then if there are three or more landmark counters on it, remove those counters, transform Treasure Map, and create three colorless treasure tokens, uh, treasure artifact tokens that say tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So that's, that's, but the flip side of it is Treasure Cove, um, and it, uh... It turns into a land. Yes, it, you can tap uh, to add a colorless mana to your mana pool. A colorless, not like, you know, one, an actual colorless. Um, or you can tap it, sacrifice a treasure, draw a card. So you can, like, sacrifice, you can, like, could you... So you, you can't, like, sac, you can't like stack the sacrifice triggers, right? Like, you can't, like, go and, like, tap an artifact, create a mana to sack it, but then sack it in response to Treasure Cove, correct? No, draw the no, I... I, I I explained this to my five year old niece the other night, Pat. How am I explaining this? I'm just I was. You can't I was stack sure tap effects. Okay, I was want to make sure. So it's 
I'm it's sorry. Just, it's I'm super, sorry. I, I want to create so a safe environment for you. It's so cool. It's super flavorful. <laughs> it um, is. And also, Mark Rosewater uh, confirmed that the flip side of it, like that frame, the treasure map frame, you know, like the mm-hmm. is like the parchment. That, yes, the part exactly. That was the um, that was the format. That was the card frame for the what were to be the Ixalan masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of cool things going on with this card. So yeah, just the fact he confirmed that's what masterpieces looked like, which I'm kind of disappointed because those are way better than the way, uh, so Cat. much better. So just much because, better. Just because the art is so big, it's literally it's literally border to border art, which is the biggest problem I had with Amonkhet is that it made the art smaller. This yes. makes the art bigger. Yeah, the art looks gorgeous. The you can actually read it, which is yep. already an upgrade from Amonkhet. Yep. And I just, like, I think the, the parchment, it's, like, it's less intrusive. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think we're kind of missing out that these these don't have it uh, yeah. as masterpieces. I, Especially I with the theme of treasure. Like, I'm now I'm salivating, wondering what they were planning to be as the treasure You know that Rashad and Port was in there. You know Rashad yeah. and Port was in there. Oh, man, there was definitely. I'm actually surprised we're not seeing a Rashad and Port uh, reprint. Because if well, they were going to yeah. reprint it, this would, well, I guess it's specific to Mercadian Mass, so they can't really just throw it here. Ah, Ixalan port, making the same thing, functionally the same. <laughs> yeah, because we really want Death and Taxes to be able to run eight port effects. That uh, that's great. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> um, one of the one of the things I like about Treasure Cove too is the uh, it has really great flavor text on the back. Half the treasure is the glory of finding. So like you have to like scry, you have to like activate treasure map three times. You have to go through, kind of jump through a few hoops to get it, and then you're you're able to like sacrifice the treasure to draw the cards. That's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Well, what I like is that the treasure now the treasure still taps to add one mana of any color, yep. or draws cards. So I can actually see this popping up in some of the grindier decks in Legacy, uh, the, obviously the non-blue decks, but as like a card that gives them card advantage early on because scrying is important Mm -hmm. and then once it flips they can either use that you know it'll probably flip on turn four or five Uh which ramps them into what uh evercool no no i thought i thought you just said wrong oh no 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 no. (laughs) what i was saying is what deck do you think that would go into like maybe like a mud post style deck is that something that they want so, if you remember my friend Dan, um, he's no longer on Pox. He's been working on uh, this red-black prison deck, which mm-hmm. I played against it, and he actually crushed Sneak and Show uh, because he runs four main deck ensnaring bridges. Gross. Uh, yeah, but it's like the it's like the Abyss, Blood Moon, Nether oh Void. God. Oh, it's like hey, look at my own expensive cards. <laughs> Well, no, it's like it's like it's like red black prison. So it's like a combination of like moon style prison decks, and then also uh, like poxy black make your life miserable effects. And he was complaining, uh, you know, the last time he was on the cast about Sensei's divining top being banned and not having a, a non blue way to filter cards. And he like obviously this is not as good as Sensei's divining top by a long run, but this is something that's an option, you know. It, uh, it costing two is actually kind of an upgrade because it means it can go into the Chalice of the Void decks, which are the decks that want this type of effect. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it gets over Chalice of the Void, and it allows early scrying. And then once they flip it, you know, if you're running a deck with Blood Moons and Ensnaring Bridges and all in Chalice of the Voids, people aren't going to be pointing their Abrupt Decays at your scry artifact. Right. It's just, it's not your priority. So in these style decks this card can survive long enough that it'll flip, and once it flips, it starts turning into a card-drawing engine late game, yep. which is exactly what these these decks need, because these are the type of decks that, once they play their hand out, they don't really 
have a way to refill. Yeah. Um, so I kind of I kind of like it. In it's very niche. It definitely doesn't go into every deck, but I can definitely see it being used as a tool for these types of decks. That it it just really falls on curve really well. Yeah. Uh, another card that I think is pretty neat: Sorceress Sorceress Spyglass. This is a card that was in the uh, in the foil sheet leak that came out a few months ago. Unfortunately. Well, well, all of these were in the foil sheet leak. That's right. the whole thing. Right, yeah. right. So I don't want to go too much into it, but I do think it's worth mentioning again. I know we kind of talked about it before. It's essentially a pithing needle with a G-probe tacked onto it. Um, it's It costs two. It's an artifact. And as it enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand, then choose any card name. Uh, activated abilities of sources with the chosen name can't be activated unless they're mana. So it's cool. It's a pithing needle uh, with a little bit, like a little extra upside. It does cost an additional mana. Um, but I think this is a neat uh, needle effect, um, and it doesn't. Again, this is probably has some kind of, I would assume, some some use in commander because you can actually look at any player's hand and then name any card. So like, if you're playing like a three, you know, I can look at your hand, Jerry, and then I can name Ian's whatever, you know. Um, so it, it is kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, we've seen people run these tricksy decks that are like. Gitaxian Probe, Cabal Therapy, and Meddling Mage. Mm-hmm. And this is just a card that kind of slots into that same strategy where it's like peek at your opponent's hand and stop them from doing things before they even have a, a chance to do them. Yeah. So I, And also the fact that this is another one that because it costs two is good because now these uh, Chalice of the Void decks are able to run Pithing Needle without having it be countered by Chalice of the Void. So I think I think that will definitely... That's probably my front-runner right now of all the cards in this set. Card most likely to see Legacy play. Yeah, well, well one deck that it 110,000% goes is, uh, like, the Eldrazi deck, because that Eldrazi deck plays Pithing Needle in the sideboard, even though it plays Chalices, because Wasteland is such a hazard for that deck. So being able to play, like, go turn one, like, you know, turn one city traders, play Sorcerer's Spyglass, and, like, just be able to look at your opponent's hand, name Wasteland, and then turn two, play another Soul Land, and be able to play Thought Not Seer is super, super relevant. Or even better, you go Ancient Tomb, Sorcerer's Spyglass, look at your opponent's hand, and see that they kept a hand with three polluted deltas as their only lands. <laughs> yep. Yeah, oh, no, 110%. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, really neat card. I think it's... I'm excited for that. I think it's... Yeah. Um, moving on, so... I think this card's just kind of sad, funny, <laughs> a little Schadenfreuden, because this card, if it had come out in, like, 2012, would have been absurd. It would have been <laughs> so good if it came out during, like, the Rug Delver heyday meta, when it was just, like, everyone was playing Rug Delver decks. And it's uh, Old Growth Dryads, <laughs> so it's just a single green for a 3-3. That already is just really good. That seems pretty good. Yep. And it has, when it comes into play, each opponent may search his or her library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. If that had come out during the Rug Delver days, it would have been insane because it would have been like, people can now run eight Nimble Mongooses, essentially. Mm -hmm. And back then, people weren't running these one or two basics in their deck, so it basically just wasn't a downside. It was just a one-mana 3-3. Yeah. These days, though, it's just like looking around, it's like people, I don't know anyone who's really that excited about it, just because... Like, it's sad to say the creatures have just gotten better. Yeah. It's, you know, their Gurmag Angler, uh, I think we've pretty much all agreed on, is the, the you know, bar at which to set a one-mana creature. Yes, Gurmag isn't technically a one-mana creature, but for all intents and purposes, Gurmag Angler costs one black for a 5-5. Five five. So, one green for a 3-3 three three with a downside, which also in this meta 
is probably giving your opponent at least a lands. Most decks are running one or two basics these days. Yep. It's just it's not good enough. It doesn't yeah. stack up. Uh, yeah. So that's that's. Um, um, is there anything else that, that kind of? I think that was it for me. Oh, I got so many more. Okay. There are a lot. There are a lot of neat ones. So don't go too I also crazy. liked. Uh, no, I'm going crazy. Okay. Well, buckle, you might have to go crazy a little. No, buckle up. Okay. I buckle. <laughs> Damn it. Settle the wreckage, Pat. Instant speed, wrath of God. So two white white for an instant. Exile all attacking creatures target player controls. Uh, that player may search his or her library for that many basic land cards, put those cards on the battlefield, tap, and shuffle his or her library. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this set has like a ramp theme, which the last set that did that was Rise of the Eldrazi, mm-hmm. which is you know one of the best draft formats of all time. So I'm I'm feeling good about that. That this this set seems to have a little bit of a ramp theme. We're ramping into big giant dinosaurs. Uh, which feels awesome. Not as cool, you know, not as powerful as Eldrazi, but ramping into big, awesome dinosaur. Awesome. Uh, Gishath Sun's Avatar is such a uh, well. Continue. There, there are like I'm actually very excited for these dinosaur cards. Is that bad? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I love the Legend one that it's like, yep, that was specifically made for EDH, so yeah, people G- can now have a, uh, an EDH dinosaur. Gishath, Gishath, Gishath Sun's Avatar is five and uh, what is that? Teen Naya. Naya. Oh yeah, red, green, white, and it's a legendary creature, dinosaur avatar, which is dope in itself. It's a seven-six. Trample, vigilance, haste. Whenever Gishath Sun's avatar deals combat damage to a player, reveal that many cards from the top of your library. Put any number of dinosaur creature cards from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a grand order. That is like that card is like unplayable in standard, but that card is fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, I think it might see play in standard, but I mean that card's just like that screams EDH. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's super cool, super cool. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, it won't be able to survive. Survive. Settle the wreckage, though. <laughs> oh right, yeah. You were talking about your thing. <laughs> so uh, I think you know Terminus was a super powerful card while Sensei's Divining Top was in the format. It still sees play in the current Miracles list. You know, costing one is important. But what was always the most backbreaking aspect of Terminus was that it was an instant speed wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, set all the wreckage is a little bit harder to pull off since it only exiles attacking creatures. But just having an instant speed mass removal spell is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be hard to choose between this and Supreme Verdict just because Supreme Verdict's uncounterable and can be pitched a force of will. But I can see some decks wanting settle the wreckage as just like that instant speed gotcha moment. Yeah. So I, I like Settle the Wreckage. I don't think it's going to see mass play, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it pop up. Yeah. And my bucket list goal is to just, you know, cast that against an Elves player who is uh, put Crater, Craterhoof in play yeah, and swing yeah, with yeah, the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of bucket list, though, you know what I know what I really want to do? Play Admiral you, Beckett Brass? No, but, oh, yeah, what? tell, tell us what that does. It's, not, that. it's not good. It's just cool. These fuck like the art in this card is so good. Apparently, that's the artist's mom. He had the artist, uh, his mom, stand in uh, for the painting. That's fucking awesome. That's cool. <laughs> um, where the hell is it? I'm looking for the like something of riches. The four and a black. Oh, uh, I found it. Revel in riches. All oh, right. Four and a black. Whatever a creature an opponent controls dies. Create a colorless treasure artifact token with sack this artifact, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. I mean, that's okay. Whenever a creature dies, you basically ramp yourself. It's not worth five, but, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting ability. What the real hook, line, and sinker is, 
at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 10 or more treasures, you win the game, Pat. You straight up win the game. <laughs> win the game cards are always awesome, right? And this is actually, like, this is probably one of the more realistic win the game cards I've ever seen. Five mana for an enchantment, kill 10 creatures, win the game. Yeah. That's not that hard. Uh, to kill 10, kill actually 10 creatures? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it depends on the deck you're playing against. I'm more thinking EDH when you're playing with, like, three oh, other sure. people. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's right. You play this, and then you Wrath of God and EDH, and you win the game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True. Um, plus, the art looks sick. It's just this guy standing in a crow's nest, just like raining gold doubloons on him. He's, he's uh, making it rain. He's basically just LeBron James right there. I gotta get some foils of this. I bet this looks sweet in foil. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I do have a, an issue with one of the art. Uh, Goring Ceratops has like it's like a Triceratops, but it, instead of it having like the bony plate on the back of its head, it's like made of feathers, which defeats the purpose of having a plate there. So I just don't I don't like that card. I don't I don't that's, think the art was well thought out. It probably has plate under the feathers, Pat. Super, that's super dumb. That's, I'm pretty sure that's how Triceratops looked. I, I know you you and me we grew up on Jurassic Park and we think of dinosaurs as big lizards, but. Leading scientists now believe that dinosaurs had feathers, Pat. It's anatomically correct. I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we talk about the new the new keyword, explore? Yeah, I don't like it because it's already the name of a card. It's, it's also just so wordy. It is super wordy. Yeah, why don't you talk about explore real quick? So the card it was previewed on is Deadeye Tracker, which is one black for a 1-1. One, one, and it's one colorless and a black. Tap it. Exile two co- target cards from an opponent's graveyard. Deadeye Tracker, ex- reveal the top card of your library. Put that card into your hand if it's a land. Otherwise, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Then put that card back or put it... Running out of breath, Pat. Or put it into your graveyard. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. That's kind of cool that you're able to put it back on top of your deck or put it in your graveyard. Yeah, so, like, I, I can see it, the power of it. It's just, it's it feels so clunky. Like, uh, yeah. I think this was a miss. Also, it doesn't really, like, feel like exploring to it me. It kind of does, though. You're digging through your deck. Yeah, you look but... You your deck, you get to... If it's a land, you take it. If it's something you want, you can keep it on top. I, I wish they... I, they could have made this so much simpler if it was just reveal the top card of your library... Uh, you can put it into your graveyard or put it in on in the bottom of your library or put, you know put it back on top. Yeah, I don't know. If someone's a dead eye, does that mean they have? Them they have a, a patch, an eye patch? I think so. I think that's what it is. Or like no, dead eye. No, I think it's dead eye as in they have like razor sharp vision. Like because if you're a dead eye shot, like dead eye the supervillain was the greatest marksman. Okay. See, you would know this, Pat, if you paid attention to Stan Lee's works. Uh, did you see? Was it he in Suicide Squad? Was that Will Smith? Uh, I think so. I don't know Ooh. if that was Deadeye or that was someone else. Oh, no. I don't think it was Deadeye. What are the other guys who do? Bullseye? Is it Bullseye? Bullseye. See, more eyes. It's all about the eye, Pat. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, uh, just a side tangent. Um, Suicide Squad was a fucking terrible movie. It was, it was, like, it was almost unwatchable. It was almost I'm glad, unwatchable. I'm glad we're uh, taking time out of, out of our day to talk about Suicide yeah. Squad six months after it came out. <laughs> it came out long, I think it's been longer than that, but yeah, it's not, not good. Not good. Uh, anything else that kind of caught your eye on the spoiler sheet? Uh, I like Rune Raider, Big Bob. Uh, at first, I thought this was going to be another toy for the uh, mono black stompy list we saw pop up last week in that Japanese event. Yep. But it's uh, two and a black, and it has whenever a creature 
or not whenever, but basically if your creature attacked this turn, at the end of your turn, reveal the top card of your library, put it into your hand, you lose life equal to its converted mana cost, yep. and it's a 3-2. So a 3-2 for 3 that draws cards is pretty good. And it doesn't even have to be this creature. It's literally any creature you control. If you attack with any creature, it triggers and draws you a card at the end of the turn. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I don't think it goes into the uh, mono-black stompy list is Bob effects aren't that great since your average converted mana cost is three, so you're just going to be bolting your face turn after turn. Right. But I just think I think that card's powerful. Just it, it has a good body for its for its casting cost and it draws cards. Can't go wrong. Uh, yeah. So anything else? You just you just want to just want to move on, Pat. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry that they gave us all the spoilers all at once. Blame the person who's sitting in jail right now for stealing the foil sheet. Let's talk about one more thing. I want to talk about walk the plank. Oh no! You get to talk about one more thing, and then I get to talk about one more thing. How about that? All right, you you talk about your thing, then I want to talk about walk the plank. No, you talk about you talk about walk the plank. No, no, because mine doesn't have anything to do with the card, really. All right, we'll talk. All right, all right. So I wanted to bring up Coppola, Warden of Waves. Uh, I think I'm talking about Sleek Schooner. So what's, sneak, what's Sneak Schooner? No, I don't sleek, think I even... sleek Schooner. I don't think I saw that. What's that do? Uh, oh, it's the nickname of my Johnson, but it's also a card in Ixalan. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So are you, no, what what, no I, now I want to know what the Schooner does. Tell me what the Schooner does, it's just It's three for an artifact vehicle, crew one. It's a four three. That's it? Yeah, I mean, it's just. I think the name Sleek Schooner is a good name. It's disappointing. Also, like your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you missed in the group chat last night when I was like, "I'm like a tapeworm. I'm long, thin, no. and flaccid." <laughs> nope, I saw that and chose to ignore it. <laughs> Never bring that up again. <laughs> uh, anyways, Coppola, Warden of Wave, one blue. Are you blue sure it's Coppola? It's not Coppola. Yeah, like Ford Coppola. Um. I'm Ford Coppola here. Now I need to get this altered to be Ford Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> one blue blue for a 2-2 legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. Two, not one, but two relevant creature types. <laughs> uh, spells your opponent's cast, the target of Merfolk you control, costs two more to cast. Abilities your opponents activate, the target of Merfolk you control, costs two more to activate. So people are already saying, you know, Kira Glass, Great Glass Spinner, fell out of favor when Abrupt Decay was printed, but that was a staple in Merfolk for the longest time. And Kira is basically one blue-blue for a 2-2 creature. Uh, whenever a creature you control is targeted by the first spell or ability, each turn counter that spell or ability. Mm-hmm. So you basically have to target each creature twice in order to kill it. Um, you know, this doesn't counter it, but it's almost better in some ways because costing two more is a lot of legacy. That mm-hmm. shuts off basically all the early removal and uh, even late game means that they can't, you know, cast multiple spells in a turn. They have to spend an entire turn uh, removing one of your creatures. Right. Uh, also, because it's not countering it, it, Abrupt Decay is still affected. Abrupt Decay still costs four. Abrupt Decay just can't get through it, which is what the real downfall of Kira Glass Spinner was. Mm. Uh, and also, because it's only things that your opponents control, now you can still, like, equip your, your true name nemesis with a JIT without having to pay two more, having the JIT... Uh, activation trigger countered because you're targeting a creature you control right right so this is already an upgrade it's probably going to show up in you know merfolk decks merfolk doesn't really see all that much play in legacy but this is probably going to make waves (laughs) pun intended in modern (laughs) it is a very master of waves kind of art isn't it 
It is. It is very Master of Wave style. I, I like it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see this pop up uh, if we see Merfolk start to top eight again. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat. Talk about Walk the Plank. I want to just see real quick. All right. Master of Waves was Carl Kopinski. And Coppola is... Uh, artist Magali. So not the same artist. But very similar art. Very similar. Which is pretty cool. Um, no, the, I just want to talk about Walk the Plank only because we sort of discussed it on Twitter with... Uh, with Vorthos Mike about how you that mean, is... You mean I got into a tit-for-tat fight with Vorthos Mike on Twitter? Correct, yeah. <laughs> I don't like, remember oh, this you is... showing your support, Pat. I was very much alone. <laughs> oh, so... I mean, I was at work. I was chuckling along. I mean, so the only thing I wanted to say was, like, this car... Maybe the only reason why this artwork stands out so much is because it's, like, full frame. Like, it, the... the the... Yeah, even in a regular frame, like, cause still looking at it in the regular frame, I think it's already come out. Maybe I'm just imagining that, but I feel like the art really speaks for itself. Yeah, it's it's it is different, and like, and he was making the argument like, oh, this this artist has has illustrated like five cards in the last like four sets or whatever, and it's like, yeah, that's fine, but you're talking about hundreds of different like hundreds of different art, and this like, and a tiny fraction of it is this interesting kind of different, almost comic book style art versus like. The hyper realistic. It's like it's not, even if it's not hyper realistic, it's like just very. It just doesn't have the same feel to it. Like the color palettes, I, I I understand that the way that Wizards does it, they want like the same color palettes to be used across all the cards in the set, so they have a cool feel. And I I totally get why they do that, and it probably is the right thing to do. But I just think that a card like Walk the Plank with that kind of art um, has, and and what I like about it is that it's relevant to the card and what the card does, unlike something like, say, Stasis, which is a little bit too abstract for my taste. Like, the art is cool and all, but it has nothing to do with what the card does. It's like, oh, I had this... Like, Wizards contacts me to create artwork. Well, I had this oil painting already hung up in my... Like, this project... I don't know about you, Pat. I don't know about you, but when I think of the word Stasis, the Stasis art immediately pops into my mind. So it is very much related to me. (laughs) (laughs) Only because... um, Well, yeah. Anyway. um, So I... But I I hear what you're saying. No, it's just... It's nice having a different style. And just... Like... It, it it obviously exists because all these people wouldn't be pointing it out and pointing to this card and saying, "Look how cool this art was!" Right. If it was if it wasn't just more of the same. Well, like, it I th- feels but again, I different. Think, I think that the like, the fact that it's in a full art it's full art really services the really calls out the art specifically versus like if it was in a smaller box like the other artwork you might just scroll right past it and not say two words about it because we've right. done that with the other five or six pieces of art that this guy's done over the last few years um and well again, to be fair also like the like, other five or six pieces of art that he's done have all been on like basically draft draft chaff like, right it's never been is, on any cards that you know remotely playable right which is funny because and again i think it's another disconnect between vorthos mike and the conversation you were having is that he is Obviously not like well, I would say my my thought is that he's probably not nearly as spiky of a player as you are, and so like you know you are looking at cards that are actually relevant, and even though this walk the plank may not be super relevant, it is it, it I think the fact that it was full art pushed it more into view than like had it been because if it was not full art, you probably would have walked right by this or you know scrolled right past it too without thinking a second thought. But anyway, my point was that I agree with what you're saying. I think that it is unique. I like the fact that it's different. Like you look at the rest of this, like the rest of this artwork, and it's all it could all be done by like you know the same artist, you know. 
at least mm-hmm. to my eye. And I'm, I'm certainly not a I'm not right. A, and an well, it's not person, saying like the art is bad. It's no, just, no, 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 absolutely. It's like, easy, some of this artwork is is great. Some of this artwork, it, awesome. yeah, just all the styles are very similar, so it's just easy for it to just blend together, which is exactly what Wizards want. Like right. Wizards specifically does this for a reason because oh, yeah. they want the game to feel cohesive. Right. If you like look at earlier sets artwork, like it's all the artwork, the yeah, it's all over. It looks like art from like many different games, and it doesn't have that same cohesive nature that creates a world. I think people, especially the older players who remember those older styles, would like it if you know occasionally there were cards that took them out of that world and just made you appreciate the art for what it was. Mm-hmm. Not saying you can't appreciate you know the many beautiful arts that come out in every Magic set. It's just. You know, you you want some variety. Variety's the spice of life, Pat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I talk about one more spoiler? You get one more. You get I one get one more. more. We're doing one more. We're doing one more. Ripjaw Raptor. I really like this card. Oh, this one's cool. Two green green for a creature dinosaur. It's a four five. Mm-hmm. So not like great. Um, I mean, that's that's good. That's it's also oh, all right. Again, this that's is Siege Rhino. It's it's easier to cast than Siege Rhino, and it has the same uh, stats as Siege Rhino. No, it's not the same stat. Well, it has the same stats as Siege Isn't Rhino. Isn't Siege Rhino a 4-5? It, it was. It was a 4-5 trample, but it also... Uh, All right, well, this, no, we're just talking the the vanilla friend, the vanilla test. Yeah. As as just a vanilla card, it's on the same uh, level as uh, Siege Rhino in that it's 4 mana for a 4-5. Right, but again, uh, Siege Rhino is a same card. However... Uh, I don't. I actually don't know. I think drawing cards is more powerful than draining three life. Uh, I guess it really is contextual in the in the format that Siege Rhino was in. Like Abzan was super powerful. Siege Rhino, mm-hmm. um, the the drain three, gain three life was deal. But again, this creature has enrage, and the enrage mechanic reads: when Ripjaw Raptor is dealt damage, draw a card. See, what I'm wondering is: is that what every enrage creature does? Because if so, that feels like it can get broken out of hand, or is it just enrage? Whenever this creature is de- dealt damage, do X. I think that's probably how Enrage is going to come out. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, it does X, Y, and Z. You are correct, because directly below it on the spoiler is Suncrown Hunters, and that has the Enrage mechanic. Whenever Suncrown Hunter is dealt damage, it deals three damage to target opponent. Wow, that also sounds pretty good. But it's four red red for a 5-4, so... Yeah, not the best. Yeah, exactly. What I like about this, though, is it's a 4-5, so you can literally, uh, I think John Kerman pointed out that with Niv-Mizzet, it just draw a card, untap, ping, draw a card, untap, ping. It just turns into draw four cards every turn. Uh-huh. So just if you have a way to set up to ping your own creatures to just do incremental damage, I think uh, Sean Calvo pointed out on the on the Facebook group, like with Pestilence, Pestilence now turns into like one black, deal one damage to everything <laughs> and draw a card. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> So I just think I think this card has the ability. I mean, four for a four-five. We've already shown with Siege Rhino is you know decent for stats for a creature. Yeah. And this I just think can turn into a card drawing engine if you put a little work into it. Yeah. Totally. Which is important in a color like green. Like if this was blue, I probably wouldn't bat an eyelash because like all right, that's what blue does. There are easier ways to draw cards in blue. But the fact that this is in green and it lets you draw cards in green for not that much work, just mm-hmm. a little bit of work, I think is pretty important. Um, cool. All right, well, that's Ixalan Spoilers. There are more coming out, but uh, if you haven't read the article about the leak and their efforts uh, afterwards, 
find out about it, trace it back, all that stuff, feel free to go to the ship. And, um, it's pretty interesting. I actually really like that read. It was very cool. Um, it, it gives you kind of a, a peek behind the curtain as to how, you know, why leaks are so harmful to the company. And I get why they're so harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, what they're doing in the future. Well, I also love that what happened is exactly what everyone said was probably what happened. That yeah. someone literally just walked into one of their print shops. It was, like, Some a temporary... Temp. It was a yep. temp... Yep. Who like obviously played magic and probably like I wouldn't be surprised if they got that temp job purposely to get access to these cards. Yeah, but just be- walked into the factory, took uh took a sheet, rolled it up, stuck it under their arm, and then you know walked briskly out of the factory. Right. Because like right. like we said, carry a clipboard and walk briskly, and you can get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess where they screwed up is they tried selling the foil sheets online, and that's when Wizards was alerted that someone was trying to sell magic cards of a set that hadn't come out yet. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, just, you know, what they did to track them down and, you know, the, getting the police involved and all the tip hotlines. And uh, I wonder where he was trying to sell them. Like, was it, like, Craigslist or what? I, uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know, eBay, probably eBay. Well, it sounds like they were able to track him down and arrest him, bring him, bring him to justice. Justice. Street justice. All right, uh, let's get into scoop scoops. Scoops? Yeah, Jerry, who are you scooping in this week, man? I'm not prepared. Uh, I want to scoop in my new roommate, Ben. Don't really know him. Met him online. <laughs> don't murder Let's, me in my sleep, Ben. Don't murder me in my sleep, Ben. Ben, if you do murder Jerry in his sleep, just let me know where he keeps his collection. That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah. I'll come by to collect your effects, Jerry. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I have so many legacy decks if I, if I was able to just have your collection. You really should just you gift it to me, you know? I thought you were gonna like transition that into like it would be so awesome if you died. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, anyone else? Uh, I wasn't prepared. I'm sorry. There's probably lots of people who deserve my gratitude, and I'll, I know I'll, that in my heart of hearts, you all have my gratitude. Jerry, I, I have a feeling you want to thank the awesome people who uh, who were in the raffle for your playmat. Oh yes, all the people who sent in money for the playmat, bought those raffle ticket slots. Uh, we raised $150 on just the, that playmat alone. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. That's awesome, everyone. Thanks so much for getting in on this. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think this is pretty successful. Um, it's pretty exhausting, so I don't think we're going to make this a constant thing. But I think we want to no. do more more raffles in the future for other charity causes yeah. too. Even if it's yeah, even if it's to I don't know, we can do other things with them. There's a lot of a lot of ways though. Yeah, um, maybe we'll, we'll ask the, we'll ask the listeners if there's uh, you know specific causes that you guys want to get behind. You want to get the yeah. cast behind. We'll uh, we'll field suggestions. Yes, I am also uh, in talks right now with uh, Spencer from Constructor Criticism on hopefully teaming up to do a 24 hour stream sometime uh, in the near future and uh, using it as a fundraiser to donate some funds uh, to and all the issues that they're having uh, yeah. down in Texas right now. Um, hopefully we're able to get that together. It's a little tough. I know he also contacted Curtis uh, from the Spike feed, who is one of my favorite content creators. Um, so hopefully uh, we're able to get together, and even if it's like a couple of us, you know, I, I stream for three hours and someone else it takes over for a while. If you don't have any other scoops, Jerry, I did have a few people to scoop in this week. Uh, the first one was Ed Morgan. He's our newest uh, Patreon member. Actually, I think I've probably missed a few of the latest ones, so I'm going to go over and just uh, and thank a few of our newest pledges here. Uh, so our friend uh, Justin Newman uh, also pledged to the Patreon, as well as uh, Victor Bernhardt's, and again, our newest one, Ed Morgan. Um, just wanted to say thank you so much, everyone. Um, you know, it really does mean a ton uh, when you guys are able to donate, donate to the cast. It lets us do some really fun things. Um, it definitely has allowed us to uh, 
to, to create some play mats and create some stickers and not have to incur all that cost ourselves, which is really, really great. And we do intend to uh, create a little bit more content as well uh, with me getting back to streaming now that my work thing... The last month and a half, I've been in between... Essentially in between positions, so I haven't had a lot of free time because I've sort of been floating in a bunch of different places. Um, so that'll be really cool to be able to get to a regular stream schedule. Very, very... Uh, it's something I've been, I've been trying to do it for the last, like, eight weeks, and it just hasn't happened. So hopefully, uh, that'll be settling down. Um, and also, I want one more scoop uh, into my, in for my oldest son, Liam. He actually starts kindergarten tomorrow on Wednesday, so... Very excited for that. Uh, I just wanted to give us a little man and say good luck because you're going to spend the next 13 years uh, in school. So enjoy that. <laughs> good luck. At least, in, at a minimum, <laughs> at a minimum 13 years. Um, you're going to spend at least the next eight years in school. You know, yeah. we'll talk about the next four. <laughs> yeah, if you earn it, if you earn it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that, that was that was it for me this week, Jerry. Um, you have a... Well, before we roll the die, um, if you want to contact us... Uh, you can find Jerry on Twitter at JMEE3RD. You can find us on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Pat Uglo. Uh The stream is twitch.tv slash Pat Uglo. The Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash legacy. You can find us on Hipsters. Again, you can find us on Facebook. If you want to email the podcast, if you have a long question, a long-form question, or you have some comments or whatever, you can email us now, legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. Jerry. Have you packed away all your D20s yet, or do you still have one rattling around? I do not have any D20s, but because I'm sitting in a car, I can see a license plate. So let's let's I'm going to read off the uh, the first two digits of this license plate, Pat, and uh, you can uh, you can attribute that to whatever song is on the list. If it's like 65, that'd be great. It's 54. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, I, I love 54. Is it really? It's 54. Okay, well, we don't have 54. We only have 43 comments on here. <laughs> what the so, hell? <laughs> but 54, 54 was my football number through high school, college, and semi-pro, and it's also Liam's football number now. So I think what you're saying is this is a free pick for me. I get to pick any song <laughs> off the Damn list. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> let's <is> see. <laughs> We're going to go down. There's actually a song. Uh, let's Wait, if see. You can, if you can pick any song, Pat, obviously you have to pick the DuckTales theme song. I'm not going to pick the DuckTales theme song. <laughs> for those, for I've those of you who have already removed it on, from the list. Why did you remove it? That, I'm adding it back on. I'm adding it on <laughs> I'm, I'm, kid, I'm, I'm kidding. I didn't actually remove it from the list. I uh, should, for, though. For our listeners who aren't on the Facebook group, I posted an interesting fact on there that apparently in Hungary, they don't have the term millennials. Instead, in Hungary, the term for millennials is children of the DuckTales generation. <laughs> That's how important this goddamn cartoon well, is. <laughs> no, there was a little bit more to that story, Jerry. Uh, the first, like, uh, I'm trying to think. There was a few reasons why that was important. The first, like, uh, open political debate they had was, like, during the middle of a DuckTales episode. That was, like, a big deal. It was something, it was something maybe it wasn't, like, a debate, but it was, like, something significant happened. Um, All I'm hearing is that Ducksworth is our lord and savior. <laughs> <laughs> We're adding Ducksworth. To the Pantheon with Grizzlebrand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went through all this list, and there was only a couple songs that I like, so I think I might just... I think I'm going to pick my favorite song right now. No, it yep. has to be from the list. Pick my your favorite, favorite song, song on the list. Uh, Here, now, it's like choosing a favorite kid. Uh, yeah, but this is like a list of kids that I don't like any of them. Um, <laughs> how about... We'll, we'll pick... You know what? We're going to pick our friend, uh, Kate Bates. Uh... She asked for Kesha, Woman. It's the new it's the new Kesha song. And I love me some Kesha. 
So we're gonna we're gonna use that tonight. Oh, I'm getting the glitter out already, Pat. <laughs> Kesha, she is a she's a force, man. It's some good stuff. So enjoy Kesha, woman. Apparently it's fucking great. I haven't heard it yet, but I heard it's really yeah. good. Well, play us out with something sweet, Pat. I will. I'm gonna have to remember to delete that Haruya stuff that I said. I can't let that get out there. That's <laughs> no, like that's gonna that haunt me for life. Segment. That was such a good segment. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, have a great week, and uh, we'll see. You, we'll see you next week. We'll be talking with Jarvis. You, if you have any questions you want us to ask him, feel free to put it on the. Uh, fa- oh, you know what? No, we're because record we're recording before, before this episode. Comes so it out. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Uh, boy, that was something sweet. All right. <laughs> <laughs>